thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-assed sports fans giving their half-assed opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Rich. All right, number six. Yes, <laughs> so I'm Chris. Yes, number Al Kaline. I'm Rich. All right, made it back. You know, we we'd like to. For those of you still with us, we apologize. It's a new podcast. A little rough getting going. We promise. What's our record now? Two in a row. We'll get to three in a row. We'll we'll get more in a row. We promise. Uh, like, eventually. Yeah. Just, you know, life gets in the way. And hey, fuck you. It's free. All right. <laughs> if you're gonna complain about it. But what's going on? Uh, that's well, we got a new Stanley Cup champion as of last night. Yay. <laughs> you you sound fucking just pumped about it. Uh, I mean, okay. I guess I'm happy for the team. Even though I've started to hate Pittsburgh as much as I don't know, I used to hate. Like I don't know. Can't say can't say the Blackhawks or or Colorado, but like Nashville. But the Wings were still in the Western Conference. But uh, yeah, not not a big not a big fan of uh, Pittsburgh. Definitely not a fan of uh, number eighty seven. Yeah, the Sidney Crosby getting his uh, getting the Conn Smythe. Yeah, little little uh, Cindy. Yeah, he. Uh, you do not con- like this man. He, he he got his con Smythe for a whopping six goals, thirteen assists. He was a minus two in twenty four games. Now, to give you a comparison, he didn't win the con Smythe in tw- two thousand nine when he played twenty four games and had thirty one points and was a plus nine. So this is definitely. Oh hey, we're gonna award this fucking trophy to the person that we think's going to bring as much recognition to the fact that they won. And so they set him up there on the in the post game press conference with the Con Smythe next to him that he does not deserve. So is this like a legacy uh, a legacy win in your opinion? Like something that they uh, they wanted to do to cement it. Like my impression of this guy the whole time has been like he's been anointed since before he played a goddamn minute of professional hockey. He was anointed as the second coming of fucking Gretzky. Yeah, oh yeah. Is yeah. this just the NHL trying to build on that narrative? Pretty much. Yeah, I uh, remember talking at a, at a few different get-togethers with my friends who were like, I mean, when I say they're deep in the hockey, they follow all the minor league shit. They know all the players come up. They know players from in Europe. They'll go to a Grand I- Rapids Griffins game. No, no, no. They go to deeper than that. They go like when they're 14 Dang. and they're playing in travel leagues and shit. Um, but yeah, so I mean, they were I, they were like, oh, he's going to break all of Gretzky's records. All of them. He's, you know, he's going to shatter everything. He's going to t- he's going to take the prototypical best player in the NHL and, and change it. And he's going to revolutionize the game. And he comes in, and he's not even as fucking good as Alex, Alex Ovechkin. He's just surrounded by a bunch, a bunch more talent, in my opinion. But on top of that, he's the biggest bitch in the world. There is a Shots five. Fired. There is a five-minute video on YouTube. Do yourself a favor if you think I'm bullshitting. I fucking challenge you. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Go on YouTube. Look his shit up. It's five minutes of motherfuckers. Barely touching or not touching him and him falling all over the fucking ice. Getting calls. Being a bitch. That's what the fuck he is. That's what the fuck they're reducing my favorite sport to. And it's this motherfucker who's carrying a fucking rainbow-colored flag for it. Oh, damn. And that's not a shot of gay people. That's just... I can't. I don't. I. I'd say pink, but that's for like breast cancer. I don't know what fucking. Co- Put a flag with just a vagina on it. Yeah, yeah. A big old, a big old sandy one too. Let's defend everybody all at once. If you peel the lips back, it looks like a bad grilled cheese sandwich full of sand. Can yeah, throw in black people too. Just get everybody. Fucking just. Oh, this idiot. I mean, I'm not even going to make the case of who should have got the con Smythe because ultimately. It is what it is, and Batman's getting what he wants, just like with the expansion. And you're going to see, this is real hockey nerd shit, but you're going to see because you can only protect so many people on your team, and you can only protect one goalie. What you're going to see is teams start just shipping people off 
for the, just just to do it because they can't protect them and they want to get something for them versus losing them in an expansion draft for nothing with no compensation or very little compensation. I'm not sure how it works anymore because I don't know why the fuck he keeps expanding this 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 league when all, all the teams except for like five bitch that they can't make any money. But Phoenix wants a hockey team. There's demand for hockey in the desert, Rich. Oh, there's not, dude. I lived in Phoenix in 1998. You said soccer league in Phoenix, you get a good audience. In 1998, the inaugural year of the Arizona Diamondbacks, you couldn't get tickets to that for the, the last month of games. But they were giving away tickets to open the night for the fucking... For uh, 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 I, I can't even. I, I'm I'm so I'm so frustrated right now. I can't even think of their shitty ass team. Coyotes. Yeah, they couldn't even give away opening night tickets. Like they were literally just like, "Come get them, come get them." And I was like, "This is pathetic. This is pathetic." So, I, we, well, we talked we talked about this, and I think on our first show, there needs to be hockey teams where there's ice on the ground in the wintertime. Bottom line, the fact that the New England area has one fucking hockey team is ridiculous. Unless you want to count Montreal, but New York is in New England. Let's be honest. New York is its own entity. You know, you got upstate New York. I'm sure you could have a hockey team in uh, Syracuse. We've talked about that, but how how there isn't a hockey team in like Portland, Maine, or how, how come they didn't one left? They put they took one out of Hartford to put one in fucking North Carolina, huh? Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, at least they gave the Jets back to Winnipeg. They gave Winnipeg the Atlanta Thrashers back. Uh, but even though Winnipeg left and became the Col- or, uh, Arizona Car- or, uh, Cardinals. Jesus shit, Christ. <laughs> it became the Coyotes. Thank you. Good Lord. I'm so frustrated right now. It, it's just irking me because I see another long stretch of bullshit coming for the sport I love. And it's just, just going gonna, gonna to further water down a sport that they've watered down. And, for, and, and they're doing it, let's be honest, for American audiences. And American audiences collectively go, meh, and shrug. So stop bastardizing this sport, this fucking perfect sport that, 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 that Canada was, was gracious enough to show us idiots here in America. And, and, and we, we had to take it over and fuck it up. And I'm not even going to say like we do everything else because that's a different podcast. But it's just fucking just, ugh. Stop it, Batman. Just please, please. At this point, look, I'm not saying to do this but if there's like if there's a vet of afghanistan or iraq and you're sitting on a, on a pile of uh, uh, hardware and you want to take somebody out don't take <laughs> out innocent people don't shoot innocent people i'm just saying look up gary Bettman. you know i mean you know don't go shoot up a nightclub don't go shoot up a college campus you know if you're gonna if you, if you are hell-bent on killing somebody we can direct that anger in a positive energy so yes i'm of course i'm joking a little bit mostly but yeah wow we're starting strong we offended like four groups of people i don't give a shit i'm offended by this (laughs) you were advocated for the demise of gary bettman you know i know nhl offends you yeah that's it's nhl's have been pretty offensive for the last decade and a half if you like hockey you know and i going back to the 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 pre-aught strike Okay, and and all that. Okay, yes, I was against the salary cap and all this, not because oh my favorite team was the Red Wings and they break the they break the bank to win, but because I knew it would turn the game into a bunch of mercenaries. And what I didn't see was teams doing stupid shit like signing players in their early twenties who hadn't even reached their peak potential, and you weren't going to be sure if they were ever going to reach their peak potential to ten year long fucking contracts. So now you have teams saddled with these contracts. And it's just that we don't know. They, they can't get rid of them. And when they move them, they have to. It's just it's turned into a clusterfuck is what it is. And now is when they need to reboot. Forgive all this shit and go, okay, here's a new CBA. Here's how we're going to do this if we're going to have a salary cap. But it's not going to happen, so... They did enact that cap because of the Red Wings. I mean, they for a while we were the Yankees of hockey. We were just, well, it was we built was, ourselves a couple cups, at least the one in two thousand two. It was oh, definitely, but that was in response to the two thousand one Colorado Avalanche. I mean, you had Ray Bork. I mean, if you think 
Boston Bruins, you think Bobby Orr, Ray Bork. You, you think you think of those two guys. No, no. He, he Boston let him go. He went to Colorado. He got his cup. And then Boston didn't win shit, but he came back to Boston, and they threw a mini parade for him. That's how happy they were for him. That's fucked up. I mean... It started getting ridiculous. Even I have to admit that. It really did. But Toronto was throwing money at people. Toronto was Toronto can't Toronto couldn't buy a hand job on the on the east side of Detroit. I mean, it's Damn. just they don't have a dollar? I, that's what I'm saying. Toronto could walk around in a strip club with a thousand dollar bill stuck in their zipper and couldn't get a lap dance. And I mean it's like fuck, man. Well so the Detroit Lions of hockey? I, the thing is is that these there were teams throwing money at you know, good after good after bad, good after bad, and they still weren't winning. It was like the old uh, the old uh, Pony Express days. You know, when they when they were buying. Uh, it, I, oh, I can't. I forget the conference that SMU was in. But yeah, when it, when everybody everybody in that conference was buying players and still posted a five hundred record. It's like, dude, if you're gonna cheat, learn how to cheat well. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Call Bill Belichick. Yeah, well, at that point... You're like, hey, Bella- buddy, what do you do? Let's, can I take you to lunch? But yeah, I mean, it is what it is. He's uh, he's the Con Smythe winner, and believe it or not, a lot of people are happy about it. They, for whatever reason, I know the reason, they see him as the face of the NHL, and that's because he came in with so much hype. He came in under Mario Lemieux's wing. He came into a... Not an original six team, but a team that, that has had some players and had a little bit of history. So, yeah, if Ovechkin had been born in Canada or America, the U.S., we'd be all Ove- be up his ass. O- Ovechkin would have been, yeah. Because if you Ove- ask me, the eyeball test, casual hockey fan, he's a better player. If you just watch I, the two, Ovechkin's I'd rather have a better Ovechkin. player. Ovechkin ha- has a level of physicality to his game that, that little Cindy will never have. So, I mean, of course, and I say this as a 39-year-old out-of-shape piece of shit to where, I mean, if, if Sydney, if, if, if I try to say his name right and I still call him Cindy, if Sidney Crosby actually was, <laughs> was standing in front of me, you know, I'd be like, this motherfucker. And he'd be like, you got a problem? I'd be like, no, I don't have a problem. Why? Because I don't, I don't feel like getting my jaw wired shut for the next six months. I know he'd whoop my ass, but then he's saying shit. Why don't you go whoop somebody else? You know, whoop, whoop a player's ass who it actually matters. How about yeah, that? Well, it would be a fair fight. You're not a professional hockey guy. No, not, not in the slightest, but uh, it is what it is. You just got to let it go. Yeah, breaking news. Alf is dead. I repeat, Alf is dead. Oh, the actor died. I thought he wasn't he in a coma or something. Uh, I guess. Uh, I guess so. Damn. Twenty six. Another legend in twenty sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Alf. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, it's been a fucked up couple days. Uh, it, it, it has. It has. Yeah. Well, let's not even get into it. Hey, if you're on this podcast, welcome to Escapism. All right. Yeah. Yeah, one of the stories is sports related, but it's probably been beat to death. So you know, no point in bringing it up. Speaking of <laughs> shit, sports related and beat to death. As a huge hockey fan, Gordy Howe going. Who, in my opinion, it's either him or Maurice Richard. Rocket Richard is it. Those two are neck and neck for the greatest all around hockey players ever. Because not Gordy Howe, it, Muhammad Ali in the same death triangle. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I would make the case for the best ever in their sports. That's I, I do that in a heartbeat. Anytime I ever have this debate, someone goes, who's the best all-around hockey player ever? Gordie Howe. Oh, what about, nah, Bobby Orr couldn't hold a candle to, to, to the physical play that Howe could bring. Gordie's Howe nickname is Mr. Hockey. Bobby Orr's is not. Yeah, um, a Gordie Howe hat trick is a goal and assist and a fight. fight. In yeah. Game. <laughs> All right. On top of that, Gordy Howe actually could could play two way hockey as a forward back in the day. So, you know, Messier maybe is the closest we ever saw to his style of player after he retired. And I don't think we're ever going to see it again. True power forwards on and and. When it comes to boxing, Ali, I mean, yeah, come on now. Yeah. Seriously, who could touch him? Who could touch him? The man lost, what, four years of his of his prime because he was like, I'm not going to Vietnam and killing people. 
they never fucked with me. People fuck with me more here. You don't see me killing them. Yeah. I mean, you can't. He's stuck by his guns. You know, it, it, I don't. I'm pretty sure you probably didn't catch it. I actually just caught bits and pieces. But they, you know, there's a, a new five part thirty for thirty about O.J. Simpson, and a lot of it is um, not necessarily the first part. I didn't even didn't even touch on anything to do with the crime. It was just how. He basically turned his back on the, you know, the black community. And he could have made a, a huge impact because he was one of the biggest athletes at that time. He was definitely the biggest college I athlete. I was actually, I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about it. How they, and OJ was uh, telling them, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to stand on a soapbox. And I mean, Ali, I not so much. Well, I guess we could get into social implications of it. I know that some people would say that that's an admirable thing for him to go. Look, I don't want to be black. I don't want to be white. I just want to be me. Yeah. And in a perfect world, I guess that would would be the way it is. But let's be honest. When that trial come up, he ran and hid and was like, "Hey, black folks." I'm one of y'all, and as Chris Rock said, or not Chris Rock, excuse me, as uh, Eddie Griffin said, you know, OJ was like, white people were like, oh, that's your brother, and he's like, no, no, that's your brother. He Uh-oh. wasn't one of us until he started chopping people up. Then you didn't want him. We knew he wasn't one of us when he ran through the airport. Let one of our black asses run through the airport and see how far we get. <laughs> and I'm like, good point, you know, so... By the way, he when he when I use the brother word brother, that's not what he said. But I figure we no. don't need to go down that road. <laughs> you know, you know, but, uh, you know, you know exactly what what he said. Uh, especially if you know anything about Eddie Griffin, great comedian, by the way. But yeah, uh, isn't this the Louis, isn't this the Louis C.K. routine? And this is where that comes into play. Like you're racist for thinking that. <laughs> Well, whatever. I've just learned that everything's racist, everything's sexist, everything's homophobic, everything, everything's everything. So. Everything is attack. Yeah. If, if I talk to three people, I'm, I'm going to probably get two opinions that agree and one opinion that doesn't, and those two people will lynch the person that doesn't agree with them, and whatever. It is what it is, man. It's just a, it's a, it's, it's a cliche bullshit sports statement, but I just keep coming back to it, and especially in the last couple of weeks. The fuck can you do, man? You can't argue with it. You know, you can't. It's just the situation is what the situation is, and you just deal with it. I guess but, so now, man. But, oh. but yeah, anyways, back to Ali, man. Uh, like, I don't think that a lot of the young people, like the younger people, especially like maybe in their, like, I don't know, mid 20s and younger, realize the impact he had because he's always been. He's always been a hero to them. It's kind of like George Foreman. It's like a lot of people who didn't see George Foreman fight don't realize George Foreman was Good morning, fear. sell your grills. Oh, yeah. The, the smiling George Foreman, the I'm in a George Jones video talking about not ready for your rocking chair shit. Fifteen years prior to that, no one in their fucking right mind would have thought George Foreman would be doing any of that. George Foreman was a mean, bad man. If you go back and watch his fights... He doesn't throw a punch very fast, but when he hits and he connects, there is pain and hatred and just, ugh. Like, it hurts me to watch some of those old fights. I'm like, oh, shit, how could you take that ass whooping and keep coming? And Ali, he, everybody in his time, he took on, man. They, I mean, when he was allowed to, everybody. Yeah, I was listening to some today talking about... Uh uh, the difference between Ali and Tyson is uh, Tyson fought a bunch of bottom tier dudes, whereas Ali just fought everybody. So he was the greatest. Yeah, yeah, I have to. I, yeah, I can't. I can't even argue with that if I wanted to. He took on all comers. Tyson kind of picked and chose whose ass he whooped. Somebody he took who on- knew he would just dominate. Till then. Ali, Ali took on Soda Popinski, Piston Honda, <laughs> King Hippo, King Hippo, <laughs> Don Flamenco, <laughs> Glassjaw Joe. Ah, uh, what was the name? The Kaiser Von Kaiser. Yeah. Did we say Piston Honda? Yeah, yeah. I already said it. Ah, Bob Bull. 
Nope, nope, Miss Bald Bull. There we go. Did we name all of them? Maybe. I don't know. I know that you fought Piston Honda a couple times. Yeah, because there was Piston Honda, then there was second Piston Honda. Who remembered the first fight and was not happy. He was pissed. Oh, God. That is still one of the games that if I walked into an arcade and I saw the... Well, the stand-up version was different than the, the NES version. But if... If someone had an MES emulator or an actual NES, and I was like, what games you got? And they go, oh, Metroid, and blah, 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 Super Mario Brothers, whatever. Mike Tyson, punch out. Put that shit in. Let's go. I'd still Do play it. that shit. I'd, get, I'd probably get my ass beat because I forgot all the... The moves and, you know, the little cues that you have to do to, to beat them. But mm -hmm. I'd still have, I'd, shit, I'd have a blast trying to do it. It's all about getting a star. You had yep. to get a star. All right. So, so we went through one. We went through the, yeah, the two of the greatest of their sports dying. Now it's time to talk about, I guess, Draymond Green. Well, yeah, well, while, while we are recording, game uh, five will be kicking up. Kick, oh, my God. Game five will be tipping off and... Draymond Green not playing for uh, punching the ball and uh, the ding ding, and uh, and talking and talking some some shit. Apparently, all I read is he called him a bitch. Really, you get suspended for calling someone? You, you don't think worse goes thrown around, or is it because it's LeBron James? And well, I mean, first of all, I guess the outcry from the Sinka fans who love LeBron is LeBron never gets any calls anymore. <laughs> what? So, if that's their default position on LeBron not getting calls, it stands to reason that they probably think that he the calls he he gets calls. People that do unto him don't get called either. So they're allowed to beat him up now. Basically, I guess they want to act like it's you know 1989 and he's Jordan and everyone that he plays is the Pistons and he and he just beat the shit out of them. Like, do you think cause this is the league trying to give them a chance to come back and make it a series? Every tinfoil hat, are we putting on our tinfoil hats here? Or? I actually heard a well, a sports, uh, a sports talk radio guy who I actually have respect for here in the Metro Detroit area, and he was like, eh, at this point, I wouldn't put it past the NBA that they're trying to extend the series a little bit. Like they're using uh, Dr they're now making an example of Draymond since he didn't didn't get suspended for uh, when he kicked a dude in the nuts during the Thunder series. So now uh, nut shot on LeBron uh, alleged. Uh, now it's uh, their chance to okay we can uh, we can make an example of Draymond and make it a series at the same time. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, uh, sports conspiracies. Yeah, I mean just like any conspiracies, probably. 30, 35% of them are actually true, and the rest of them are just bullshit, sour grapes. Uh, but, I mean, it's 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 been pretty much, you know, thought that... I mean, come on now. It's, it, you know, the, 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 the draft lottery for the NBA has been rigged for a while. That's a... Go to a barber shop in Detroit and talk to people. Talk to people about, do you think the NBA draft lottery is rigged? And just, why just, are you here, white guy? You have no hair. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, you know, you get over the fact. I'm here to talk hair. basketball. No. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, whatever. You might you might get a fade, a little white boy fade, a little Kevin Love, you know, hookup. Or, or uh, oh, <laughs> shit, who is that white chocolate? Uh, Jason, oh, he called himself white chocolate, which is the most embarrassing thing ever. Uh, I played, oh, I can't remember who he played for. Anyway, I, I want to say Jason something, something or another. Anyways. Yeah, you could you could be hey man, you could be in the hood. Maybe your boy needs to get it, you know, his fade tightened up. Whatever. So you're in there and you're just like, hey, I just gotta ask one thing, and then y'all can go back to ignore me. Do you think the NBA draft lottery is rigged? Sit back and listen. That's all I'm saying. Just sit back and listen. Because honestly, I I don't know. I personally, I think any draft lottery is a bunch of bullshit. You know, if you want to tank your season to get a better draft pick, go for it. That shouldn't mean that. You know, oh, you just have a higher percentage chance of getting a number one pick. Fuck all that noise. And of course, of course, the NHL adopted it because Batman comes from the NBA, so that's all he knows. But yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's some conspiracy theories out there that I think hold a little, a little water. This one, I don't, I don't, I don't feel so, so much like it does. I think it's more of just the NBA is just. Trying not to be embarrassed is really what it is. You know, they don't have Stern anymore. They got, what is his name, Silver? Adam Silver. 
David yeah. Stern's on a beach somewhere. Yeah, drink. like like Stern, and I mean he didn't go, you know, Goodell because Goodell is just he needs to be stopped. Goodell bot, he just don't play, dude. Like I've decided he's a bionic robot. And he has to be. I can't think of a commissioner that just modern day commissioner. This is that just hands out punishment like a like 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 he's a fucking king, and these are his subjects, and you know they didn't they didn't. Pay their taxes, so off with his head. You Glad know, I got like, you off the street there, darky. Yeah, yeah. Treating it like that kind of attitude. Yeah, like it's his own. Yeah, kinda. I'm like, wow, dude. Like seriously. And these are some big prone to violence gentlemen who have CTE. Better hope one of them don't snap on your ass on one of them one on one meetings in your office. Surprised That's the Dominican Sue didn't eat him. Hey, you notice he brought Sue in, and for all of Sue's, you know, playing. On the on the edge and all that shit. He he's a very self aware guy. Now he didn't have James Harrison in his office and talk shit to James Harrison because James Harrison probably picked him up, broke him over his fucking <laughs> knee, and been like, "Motherfucker, have you lost your mind? You know who I am?" And then just walked out the office like, "Hey, he's gonna need a wheelchair." And then just been like, just smooth about it. Been like, "I don't know what happened. I don't know what. Hey, what happened, Goodell? He I don't know. Dog. Yep." <laughs> Fell down the stairs. I don't know. And that's what the, that's what the fuck he's going to tell anybody. No one knows nothing. I mean, seriously. So, I, hey. Yeah. NBA, I think it's just, I, I think you were right. I think they're trying to make an example and, and set a precedent that, hey, look, we know that Curry is the future, but LeBron is right now. He still is a huge draw. He still puts asses in the seats. And there are still people who will argue to their last breath that he's the best player in the world as as of right now still. Oh, man, I sit next to a dude uh, when I go into the office. He'll talk about it all day. Hey, and he's good. It's not like he doesn't have some hardware. He doesn't, he doesn't have as much hardware as Jordan, Kobe. No. Because in the end, what's it going to come down to, really? It's going to come down to your hardware, bottom line. You want to be better than Jordan? You need about three more, son. I mean, yeah. If you look back at look back at, at, at amazing players in all sports who played their entire career and never won a championship, look back at Dan Marino. Marino. It's always the first name that comes yep. to mind for me. Look, look at Ted Williams. Ted Williams got to the point where hitting 400 was his World Series, was his World Series ring. And I guarantee you that that Henri old shit on his deathbed if he was able to and you asked him and you could get the truth out of him, he said, what are you more proud of, being known as the best hitter ever in baseball? Or what would you rather have, being known as that or have a World Series ring and just be an above-average hitter? He'd say, give me that championship. Fuck yeah. It's all about winning. In the end, no one's going to remember, you know, unless you're exceptional, like Ted Williams, like Dan Marino. Uh, is, there, is there a basketball or hockey equivalent? Well, I mean, hockey, yeah. There's, shit, a ton of players that played for the Leafs. Uh, you know, Wendell Clark. I mean. Anyone who wore Toronto Maple Leafs uniform? Yeah, Wendell Clark, Felix Potvin, Curtis Joseph. I mean, players that are... Uh, you know, Hall of Fame players, and they never, they never got close. No matter what, even even after Toronto threw their hands up with them and said "fuck it," and they're never, and they, you know, they're never going to get one. Oh, football, um, not being homie, but Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, yeah, that those are two legit ones. And it, you, I'll be honest with you, Sanders, I'm like, eh, whatever. The way that motherfucker left, I'm not even, I'm not even a Lions fan, and I'm like, he did us. I'm like, yeah, dude, you just kind of whipped your dick out. I mean, you you, you are the epitome of that Ice Cube track, No Vaseline. That's what the fuck you did. Dude, he quit by putting his balls on the director's desk. Like, hey, man, check this out. Uh, Barry, I have to fire you now. I know. But Calvin, I, 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 I don't 31. feel that Yeah, I don't, but, yeah, but, dude, I saw an article today. Excuse me, where. It's probably got the body of a 51-year-old. So, you know. Some player started posting pictures of his gnarled hands and how he could pop his fingers out of joint in the middle of them and move them all over the place. And Calvin posted pictures of the same thing. And I'm like, my God, man. If he'd have kept that up for another five years, at 45 years old, he might not have been able to pick up a fucking mug. They just, they got, well, the getting was good, quite honestly. You know, both of them, like, hey, man, I'm 30. I did what I did, and let's move on. I broke some records, and people will remember my name. I didn't win, but hey, I like this thing called living. And and I would like being to able to have now. quality of life. Yeah. And and hey, let's be honest, they made their money. Fuck yeah, both you of know. them. You know. So so yeah, I 
I can't I can't fault him. I mean, I can't fault Barry for that, but Barry could have done it a little bit different. Some people are salty, I mean, right now because we haven't even started the the first season of Post Calvin, but you know, they're salty because he waited as long as he did. And it's like, you know, it's not a decision. He don't owe you nothing. But it's not a decision that also you just make overnight because you don't want to be Brett Favre. Yeah. You don't want to be you don't want to be Michael Jordan. That's yeah, that's Brett Favre at least played to a I could get you to an NFC championship game level till he retired. Michael Jordan jo- just got sad. Like come Jordan on, man. Just, like retire. Jordan was that fifty year old guy at the club wearing like <laughs> wearing like damaged and boss and like cross colors and sagging and he's got his shit his pants on backwards and he's like yo play some mc hammer turn this mother out you know and i'm like dude mike come on mike come on it's just it's over there's a bar at the corner they got it on a jukebox just did him and kobe play at the same time ever did they overlap ever oh yeah 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 Kobe got drafted in, I believe, '96. So yeah, that oh, at least that thing was '99. No, dude, it was it was before that. No way. We have the ultimate. We can't yes. argue about it in front of us. Exactly. <laughs> oh damn it! You're right. 1996, Charlotte Hornets. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Damn. I thought he was '99. Fuck with me, son. No I shit. Even, I don't even like fucking. I mean, for the fans out there. I don't mind basketball, and I know this shit. <laughs> I played for twenty fucking years. Jesus oh, Christ, yeah, dude. Yeah, was it maybe like nineteen, eighteen and a half? Oh, he was. Yeah, it was well before they made him go to college for one year. Yeah, he he was he was a baby when he came in the league, man. I mean, just a kid. Round one, thirteenth pick. Now that shocks me. That honestly shocks me that he went that low. I mean, I know that he was picked and then he basically said he played his entire 20-year career with the los angeles lakers yeah that's what i was gonna say he was picked but then he orchestrated a trade to go to the lakers because i mean you know let's be honest he had his eyes on the prize from you know the get-go he knew i look i want that money i want that prestige i want that what, what was it that uh Rod Tidwell's wife and Jerry Maguire said, I want the, I want the okay. good endorsements. Uh, fast food, clothing, cars. You know, that's where the money's to be made. Not like doing like, hi, I am so-and-so for Magic Windows. You know, and you and Mort Krim doing Magic Windows commercials together. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he knew, he, he knew what he was going for. He knew what he was going for. So, I, whatever, man, I can't, you know, when I was younger, yeah. I, part, you know, and still to this day, part of me is like when I hear about a player who's, you know, like, man, fuck that. I'm not taking that contract. I'm not. I'm not. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I'm worth more than that. I'm like, you know what, dude, you got to take a hometown discount. You know, like, like, OK, perfect example. Perfect example. Since we're, we were talking about it earlier, Detroit Red Wings, pretty much everyone would agree Detroit had no problem laying out money to win their championships in the late 90s, early 2000s. And there was more than a few times. I think it was twice where Fedorov was a holdout because he wanted more money. Carolina, actually, I believe in the 96, 90, no, no, 97, 98 season, actually gave him an offer, signed an offer sheet, and the Wings matched it, and that's the only reason he came back. Now, when that shit happened again after the 2003 season, the Wings were like, we're not playing this game again. Look, you can be here for the rest of your career and be a fucking Red Wing, and we'll put your number in the rafters with legends, with gods in this sport, but we're not playing this nickel and dime shit. You want a couple extra million. So he was like, well, Anaheim's going to offer me this. Bye. Yeah. Went to Anaheim, stunk that up. I mean, not stunk it up, He, but he wasn't Sergey anymore. Can't crawl him back. No, he didn't come crawling back. He went to the fucking Columbus Blue Jackets. What? The Columbus fucking Blue Jackets. What? Yes. And I'm not talking Rick Nash Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm talking... Where was I when this was happening? Probably drinking a lot. I was going to say, yeah, dude. So probably was like... I in my early 20s. It just... <laughs> I was drinking a lot too. I just watched a lot of hockey night in Canada. So, <laughs> and for some reason, I still have a good memory for that shit. And when Kobe was drafted, like yeah, I you know. But now that I'm older, I'm like, eh, you know what? Get that money, but at the same time, don't say, "Look, a championship's the most important thing." But I'm going to hold out for a couple extra million. No, a championship's not the most important thing if you're holding out for a couple extra million. People who championships are the most important thing to 
are guys like, and I know Brady's made his money, but Brady has restructured his contract, what, three, possibly four times to take less money, and they back-end load it, and then he restructures it again to where he doesn't get the money, so it's constantly being back-ended, you know, loaded on the back-end, so they can afford to keep, to keep the players around him so they have a shot at a championship, and every fucking year... New England's in to talk about a championship. They are contender. Every goddamn year he's wearing that sweater, they're in the conversation. Yes. That's someone who wants the championships. Now, oh, yeah, less he, than 90 days, by the way. I know. <laughs> what is it, 88? Yeah, it's 88 days? something like that. <laughs> Training camps days? next month. That's all I know. I know, and I know you're not a huge, compared to pro football, college football guy, but I'm amped for college football this year as a Michigan fan just because – Jesus in khakis has lost his fucking mind this summer. Really? The satellite camps and and the NCAA cracking down and Nick Saban saying satellite camps are bullshit only because Christ Harbaugh's going down there and in and, and his khakis and popping his shirt off and fucking doing it in, in the SEC's backyard. Yeah. All hell's breaking loose. So, I mean... Harbaugh's gotten into some Twitter wars with some coaches and some and, and some people. Better back the shit up. That's all I'm saying. Really? Well, as a Michigan State fan, I hope it all implodes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 I know. So I'm kind of glad we weren't like in weekly contact when that shit happened last last season. The last second on the on the on the, on the miracle with your your Sparties, I was like, "Oh, this is some bullshit." Oh, that was uh, that, that was a little luck was in, involved there. I'll say it, but hey, Dude, man, I, it came away with the W. It's all that fucking history's going to remember. No, it's the truth. It's the truth. But I'm just saying, I'm so glad. Like the ex-wife's family, who are all green and white, green and white. At least since. 2008, you know, because <laughs> that's when that's when that's when state built most of its current fan base. That's beside the point. I'm not I'm not dissing the hardcore fans. You know, ones have been there, you know, former students that were there during the rough years when they had Nick Saban and he left. And Saban was like, I can't win up here. Fuck this. You, Those, got, you, you know, had to sit through the John L. Smith years. Exactly. Exactly. So I those guys, a hey, getting their goddamn dues now. You've earned that. it. But these motherfuckers who you know used to walk around talking about, oh, I love Notre Dame, and now all of a sudden they're state fans. Get the fuck out of here. Or oh, the worst. The worst is when I used. I, I remember the assholes walking around in Ohio State gear, and now they walk around in Sparty gear, and I'm like, dude, whoa, man. That's the big perfection. I'm like, just get the fuck away from me. And they're, and, and they're from Michigan. Why would you ever like Ohio? But, you know, whatever. Hey. Hey, man. I have regular intercourse with a Buckeye. You know, I've come to terms with it. <sighs> you know, it is what it is. <laughs> hey, due to her... What Michigan can't do to the Buckeyes anymore and just fuck them hard. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and make her call you Harbaugh at least once. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a game that I still am like, uh, I don't. I, I see that. And I I know it's there on the schedule every year, and I'm just like, this is. <sighs> just I just ready myself for the flood of shit talk from Ohio State fans, and I'm just like, okay, here it comes, here it comes. Like, like Sparty fans is not even that bad, you know, because it's an in-state rival, and you guys have been just shit on for so long. But Ohio State fans, I don't feel they deserve any success. That's just how I feel. <laughs> ever ever since Mister uh, Sweater Vest was there trading tattoos for players or whatever the fuck it was. And then now you got Uncle Urban down there. And Uncle Urban is the uncle that gets drunk and your mama tells you not to sit on his lap unless you want to funny <laughs> for a couple days. I just... It's just it's just a clusterfuck down there. Like, if the shit at Penn State would have happened in Ohio State, I'd have felt sorry for the victims, but I've been like, that's right, shut that program down. <laughs> 
I knew they were fucking kids down there. I knew it. Oh, probably Jesus. got a probably got an altar set up to Satan down there too. There's no way they can fucking win like this. <laughs> so I'm kind of fired up that college football's coming back for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like man, just fired up. I don't know, man. I'm 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 ready. You have to wait a scant two months between the Stanley Cup and the first college football game. Well, you know, it's funny because I, I, I got in this conversation with a, a, a buddy online. And he's like, you know, oh, it's the, it's the slow time of the year for sports. I'm like, yeah, but you realize it's gearing that back, up for that back the best the, time of the year. Back in the day, the whole reason the swimsuit issue come out when it did was because that was considered the slow time. Now, you know, in, in February, now, you, you, you know, you're coming up on March Madness. You got the NHL, which granted, you know, unless you are like me, most people don't give a fuck about. But you have, you know, the, the, the NBA, NBA All-Star. Yep, and, and the NBA is starting to get tight. Teams you have to either shit or get off the pot. The draft's coming up because football is, a, you know, is a 12, 12 month sport now, you know, yeah, nowadays. You get the NHL All-Star game. Which, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, You're like, yeah, it's there. It's on the schedule. Yeah. You know, sp- Spring training, spring training is a big deal. Like even when I lived in Florida in the eighties, and I lived, I lived literally like thirty-five, forty-five minutes from Lakeland. It was a big deal to the former, you know, people who had retired and moved to Florida from Michigan. It was a big deal to them. And I, like I remember, you know, my dad going, "Well, you know, if if you do well, I'll take you to a game. If you do well in school, and for whatever reason, I never got to go. Whatever. That's what happens when daddy's a truck driver. He's never home." Like it, it, that would have been a big deal to me, but now it's like fucking spring training is like, dude, people take people take vacation and go down to spring training and make like a week or two of it. It's no joke. So I mean, February is not the dead time anymore. To me, the dead time post Stanley Cup Finals, post NBA Finals, and pre college and pro football. That's the dead time. July, and I, July and half of August. And I love baseball. But baseball, I'm not one of those. No, right now we are in the we have begun the grinded out. To me, June, July, and August is just the fucking. It's the summer grind of baseball. It's well, like, there's a yeah, there's a reason it's called the June swoon because people are just like, ah. September is the biggest, the best month of the year for sports because it's where baseball starts to matter. All right, football yep. fires up both college and pro. You got training camp getting in for hockey. I mean, it's really, it's all about September. Well, what's really killed baseball for me is I'm not a metrics guy. I'm not, I'm not big on sabermetrics. I'm still an old school, you know, stats guy. And a lot of people I know who are really, really pumped about baseball during the whole season, they, they're like, I just want to talk metrics. If you don't talk metrics, it's like you showed up. At, you know, for a brain surgery class, and you're like, oh, he uh, has depression? Let's drill a hole in his head and let the demons out. Or, you know, you show up in a psychology class, and that's your suggestion. They're like, what the, what, what the fuck? They still make you? Get the fuck out of here, man. What's wrong with you? Walked into the store with no pants on. Yeah. Like, put your pants back on, white boy. You know, it's like, just, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. So I can't get into it like I, I used to. And my friends are, a lot of my friends are the very, I mean, we're casual fans, but they're like the super casual fans. Like, they're type of, the type of assholes when I had season tickets to the Tigers in 2005 would never come to a game with me, even though I said I'll pay for everything. But when the Tigers went to the World Series in 2006, they're walking around going, I knew they were going to go to the World Series. I told you they were going to go to the World Series. I was like, motherfucker, no, you didn't. And if you did, it's because your dumbass don't know anything about baseball and you say it every year. Hey, can I pose this question? It's local. But whatever. Why are the Detroit Tigers celebrating a season in which they did not win the World Series? Because that's how special that season was, dude. Really? I do not understand. I was there in 2005, 4, 3, 2. You were in there the Trammel years? Dude, it was announced, announced attendance. 2,500. Whoa! We went to, in 2003, we went to a September Tigers-Yankees game. There was a 45-minute rain delay. Announced attendance was 4,600 and change. We bought Skyline tickets that are $5 a piece and sat front row 
third base side, right up against the field. Dude, the players couldn't have been... Like bumming the players' smokes? Dude, we were smoking and drinking shit we brought in, into, in the stands, openly. Dude, it was empty. It was fucking empty. 2003. So you got 2004, 2005, and then out of fucking nowhere, here comes 2006. Dude, do you realize the attendance for the rally for the Tigers for the first round with them going up against the Yankees in 2006? 2,000 people attended downtown? That's it. No one thought they had a shot against the Yankees in the first round. They were like, we're happy we're here. We'll watch the games on TV. Yeah, because I even remember thinking, oh, the Yankees, huh? Well, this will be fun. One and done. I'll Mm -hmm. admit it. And when the Yankees won game one, it was just, you could hear just this. (laughs) Exactly. Just this, uh, well, it was a good season. You know, there's always next year. And then they come back and whoop the Yankees. And then they fucking swept. They fucking swept the, 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 the athletics. But they did it in just fucking Maglio hitting that fucking home run. Dude, that that walk-off with Polanco with his big Mr. Peanut head rounding the bases, (laughs) just fucking jumping up and down like little kids. It's showing you the joy that these fuckers felt because they, and you know, because Polanco, he was there from the summer of 2005. He got traded from, I believe, the Cardinals. Yeah, I'll, I'll never understand why we let go. Oh, because, well, we have the future of, uh, you know, the team to think about, and he's old. He's on the down. He's on the decline. He's the best contact hitter in baseball. He's the best guy to hit out of the two hole in baseball by any fucking way you want to look at the stats. Metrics, old school, does not matter. They still let him go, and he still had three strong fucking seasons before he retired. <laughs> it's All just right. don't even right, another first. one. Another one, another one, just fucking, I lo- dude, Polanco, the minute they traded him, his first game, he hit a walk-off home run against L.A., the Dodgers, first game, and I was like, holy shit, that Mr. fucking Potato Head looking motherfucker's got some fucking shit. On top of that, he's an excellent second, third, I mean, third if he had to. I think he even played shortstop a few times when, over his tenure here in Detroit, and he was a fucking great guy. Like, if you ever went to batting practice, he would come over and talk to you. How how often does that fucking happen? He was just like, hey, look, I'm lucky to be here. You know where I come from? Shit, I'm lucky to be here. So that was my tiger. So when he left, that was was a sad day, man. I was like, ugh, ain't this a bitch. I was was not happy with them letting him go. Because it seemed like for the next few years, it was just a fucking revolving door at second base. Sticking fingers in the dike, trying to plug up the fucking holes. Yeah, they, they, they should have been taken care of with just a fucking give him a two year contract with a with a with an option a team option for the third. He'd have taken it. He loved it here. He loved playing for Leland. He was one of Leland's guys. I mean, Leland. Don't get me wrong. Leland as a coach loved his superstars because he knew he needed them. But Leland also loved the fucking the guys, the role players, the everyday players that you have to have. Polanco was the definition of not flashy, but he was very good at his position. He was an excellent contact hitter. The best contact hitter by stats-wise in the fucking league in his time here. We let him go. You've been on a bowling team? No, not really. I mean, I bowled a little bit. A oh, team? I say no. it's, you always need the guy who always bowls his average. You don't need the guy that's fucking... I mean, sure, the guys that bowling lights out all the time are good to have, but you always need that guy that's always going to maintain his average. That's what Polanco was. Yeah, yeah. Solid 285-300 hitter. Solid. If you, it, it, We had fucking Nook Logan batting off fucking... Just in, in, in the number one spot in late 2005, before Granderson came around. And when Nook Logan would get on base, Polanco, with Nook Logan's speed, and on an infield single would get him to third. An infield single. So that means he hit it and was able to get his short ass down to first and be safe and advance the runner two bases. That's unheard of. In, in this day and age with our Tigers, where we get a man on first and you're just like, here comes the double play. <laughs> Unless the ball's hitting the air, here comes the double play. Automatically. You just know it's coming. How long do you think Al Alvila's going to get? Another year? Just give you three before they make another move? They got to give him another year, and they got to give him at least. I mean, dude, here's the thing. Verlander gets no run support. That's just, that's, that's a given. That's been, that's, been, that's been his burden for a while now. Um, Come on! Seriously, like, yeah. He's like, dude, where's your run support? No, seriously, dude, where's my run support? There's a lot of hope right now for the Tigers, and I'm just like, eh. 
I mean, I'm always, I'm always rooting for him, always pulling for him, but I can't, I can't, I can't just fucking go. Let's just all get on the bandwagon quite yet. Like I, you know, there, there's hope from the hardcore people who are more optimistic than I. And I'm starting to see a trickle of bandwagon people start hopping on the fucking bandwagon again. And I'm just like, ah, I want a little bit more than what I'm seeing right now. Like, I'm seeing articles pop up, not just in local news, but in, like, national baseball and sports daily internet, you know, guys. Are are the Tigers now the best team in the AL Central? What? Yeah. And I'm just like, don't jinx us. Don't give us that SI cover jinx. Don't give us that Madden cover jinx. Don't, you know, don't. Don't start singing our praises quite yet. Let these motherfuckers feel the sting of, of you know, oh, yeah, we're going to fire your manager, Osmus, you're gone. And everybody's trade bait at trade deadline if you guys don't turn it around. And, I mean, it, it was here in the media, and this is an, anybody listening from anywhere in the U.S., and probably overseas. I'm not. I, I'm. I have no idea how soccer works overseas. I don't know if they can actually trade and they have trade deadlines and stuff. But if they do, you, you know this feeling. Everybody here had already given up on them, and they're like, "What can we get for uh, V Mart?" I mean, there was talk. What can we get for uh, Miggy right now? He's. I mean, his powers went down. He'll still hit for average. Probably just going to keep going down, and his average is going to go down. So what can we get for him? Let's just trade him. And now that talk has stopped, except for like Drew Sharp and a couple other assholes. But yeah, that talk has stopped, and I'm like, eh. the the blow the team up talk was a little premature. The get rid of Osmus talk, I thought that was rather apt for how he was managing, so I let that go. But to blow the whole team up was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. But now this, are they the best team in the AL Central? Ah. Oh, they're tied for second, three games out. They're tied with Kansas City, Cleveland's in in. Uh first there you go man so it's only june a lot of baseball left people yep but the old saying is true you don't win the pennant in june may or april but you can lose it and uh, for a while there i was like they're digging themselves a hole they're not gonna get out of but they you know they have so well, we will see so we got anything left uh you got anything left no okay <laughs> If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening Christopher Media let's make some noise thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net